Ah yes, yeah, so for today we are going to talk about the uh, philosophy thing. <clears throat> yes, of uh, rituals and coffee. Uh, so last time was more about the concept of coffee and how you know, we can have coffee in different parts of our life. And where to go secondly with that would be the ritualistic part of that. Um, so today, um, the coffee I'm having is one of the classics, Jamaican Blue. As you know, that is... <coughs> One of the creme de la cremes uh, in the industry. Um, it's definitely good. A very nice crisp cup of coffee. Very clear. Bitter. It does taste good. Um, it's not something you'd usually get in terms of taste. So keeping that in mind and enjoying, you know, that kind of coffee. So I hopefully can share that with some people soon. So then going to rituals for coffee. I think part of that is what makes Starbucks so successful at Dunkin' Donuts, too. That, you know, people, humans, we're creatures of habit. We like doing the same things. Repetition, the tranquility of it, the knowing what's going to happen. And a jelly cup of coffee is something like that. And, you know, I could tell you, you know, three years of this. Same people, about the same time, same drink, great. Always getting the same thing, always coming, drive through or coming in, and people have their routines, which, you know, their rituals of their daily life, whatever that looks like. So that's like one aspect of how you can have ritualized coffee. Now, you know, you're like, on the way to work, you grab coffee, you're on the way to the office, or you go here, you stop at certain places. For example, when I go into the city, I try to go to the blue bottle at the Moinian, that new train hole next to Penn Station, the old uh, post office one, which um, is pretty cool that, you know, we can stabilize the chaos, chaos, I was going to say, I didn't say chaosity, but that's not a word, so, you know, go with that, and we just keep going, and appreciate what the world has to offer, so... Moving on with that, you know, for each person, that individual, that ritualistic part of the day is going to be a little different for everyone, um, right? Whether you're having that coffee in the morning is sort of that first cup of day of the day to <clears throat> get you ready sort of as your quiet time, as your time with your spouse or you know, over breakfast with your family or just easing into the day or and getting yourself ready for what's to come. And for me, that's been a really big part of coffee and having that, you know, same cup every day or right, you know, not, not the same coffee, but right that, that cup of coffee is a very, for me is a very, um, special cup. It's just for me. Nobody else is getting that. And there you have it. So moving on to other rituals that you could have, you might have, you know, meetups with people when you, you know, meet up with friends over coffee at a certain spot. Just get the chat and enjoy uh, those parts of life. And if we look back more back at the history of coffee, that was a huge part of uh, Turkish coffee and where the origins of coffee, uh, you know, kind of started from Ethiopia, moved to the Middle East. When they were in Turkey, a big part of that was the whole, you know, 
you know, sort of sitting down and you would you know, go through the whole thing and you'd have your coffee, you would talk, you'd share food and share time. And that, that's really what the, the bigger picture is here. You know, we're bonding over uh, humanity and appreciating each other. So I think understanding this concept of the rituals and coffee and then also right into making the coffee, the rituals of how we do things the same way, <clears throat> right? Whether you're making your own cup of coffee or you see the barista at Starbucks or your local cafe, and they're, you know, they're doing the same thing because if you deviate from the preparation of the coffee, right, the taste will not be so good and blah, blah, blah. Now, and you'll know and you'll say, God, this coffee was okay. And say, like, eh, it's all right. Here we are. We have coffee. Move a little bit. Another day, another dollar, as it were. So I think overall, this one's going to be a little bit shorter in terms of like exploring the concept because there isn't like too much to explore here we can just sort of talk about that uh, in terms of starbucks news i uh can do a little google search as we are talking because nothing really uh nothing too crazy the jamaica blue has been pretty good uh it's from wegmans which is in brooklyn my friend got it for me for my birthday so that's been a really nice thing too let's see what we got here starbucks reports earnings today what to expect 10 hours ago um okay okay here's some big news so here's sort of like the problem right now with starbucks and i think eventually once i move on from starbucks i will do like a youtube video to sort of just like really talk about my thoughts like half an hour be like cool this is like everything i have at starbucks it's been fun here you go um, but yeah, like here's a great example of like why Starbucks does not work. And for the summer, they unveil the program half off drink Wednesdays, and it's just there was no additional preparation or things them to store to prepare for this. Now this is Starbucks stores are run a store-by-store basis. So there's really no way to know for sure what exactly it looks like because every store can be is up to the discretion of the manager. However, I've also observed this trend with staffing for holidays or weekends, and it's like, honestly, it seems random. It seems completely random because, like, I see the day-to-day, I see how it goes, and the way the schedule is made does not match the needs of, like, the reality, which is frustrating because it's like how the world is and operates is here and how people come and go. That is what it is. And you have to really cater towards that. Whereas Starbucks is kind of like, this is our schedule and we're going to stick to this. Oh, and then if you have a call out, you're basically just like the, st- the store is like kind of a shaky spot. So like, yeah, this half of Wednesday thing, like, <clears throat> Obviously, this is like a corporate ploy at this point, right? Like, call it as it is to like increase earnings because you're just going to increase sales, but then keep labor the same. And then just be like, oh, look, we, you know, had this much more sales on, you know, these days and stuff. And it's like, yes, yes, you, you, you made more money, but you, you know, 
your stretching your worker is pretty thin. And at my store right now, we've had a lot of people moving on. A lot of people are like, yeah, I'm done. And it's like, hmm. This, this, I guess the second portion of this episode is sort of like, where does Starbucks go? Because like with the whole union thing, it's been going on for a while. And I can't see a, a clear solution of how to be like, oh yeah, this will be great. This is how we're going to do it. And um, we're going to like make the money and do the stuff. And it's like, it, it's just not going to work. That... At the end of the day, Starbucks corporate is so concerned with profits. Makes sense. Corporation that eventually, right, once the business goes corporate, that's the same thing as McDonald's. And you pretty much know what to expect when you go to McDonald's or anything like that. You know what's going to happen. However, Starbucks wants to maintain that identity of being for its people, you know, this third place, and you can't have both. Simply, it's, they just, you know, it does. It doesn't work. You know, if you want faster drive-through times, faster. Um, I mean, higher connection score as well. So, like, lower drive-through times is better. Higher connection score is better. And like these metrics are how you know corporate's like, yeah, this is how we're gonna make money. And you give stores these goals that are just like not feasible from a basic math point of view, right? If our store is out of forty and you want us out of sixty. Um, I, I don't know if you want the bad news or the bad news. I'm sorry, good news or the bad news. But, you know, I meant bad and bad. Realistically, from 40, if you go up to, like, 50 and stay there, that's, like, really good. And if you can maintain that, you know, change, that's a 25%, like, improvement. Like, measurable, right? From 40 to 50. Or, like, 40 and change to 50 and change. Right, you could do that percent. Twenty five percent improvement, and then like maintain that over time. That seems like really good. Seems great. Corporate's like we want sixty, and it's like you want a like you know fifty percent improvement. Fifty percent, right from forty to forty to sixty. It's like you want us to be fifty percent better. Like. Hello, fifty like. Right, if you just go to like wherever you go, whatever place you frequent, you're like, actually, I want this interaction to be 50% better. Like, pretty much whatever I normally get, but like another half of that. And it's like, that just, it, this disconnect is just kind of like, I, and this is where like, I think the future of Starbucks could lie in that you have this disconnect, but you also have partners, you know, employees who are very passionate about Starbucks, right? And that's kind of an, a very curious part of the whole thing where these pe- workers are so, they care so much about Starbucks that they realize Starbucks is like Starbucks is worse than me or, you know, that's what I've been explained. And that like makes sense in a way that, you know, people are going to sort of just do whatever. Um, I don't know. I really don't know, like, where it goes. I I think it'll be very um, curious and interesting to see, like, where Starbucks goes in the next five to ten years. Um, Just because COVID has changed the world and how people, like, operate. And I just wonder if, like, Starbucks will eventually run out. I don't think Starbucks will run out of, like, potential, like, partners. Um, But, right, like, good quality people will... I think not ever stay at Starbucks in 
in the day-to-day kind of roles of barista shift manager I, is like half and half because above manager like it's a different game it's super corporate um you have corporate partners but like the things they're doing versus what like your average barista is doing like are so different it's just like you know who i was and where i was at when i started starbucks versus now whoa very different that's kind of interesting too with this sort of like starbucks check-in slash you know ritual thing um right COVID did change the rituals of people right where you would be going out and going to places right there was a time where we were all staying inside and waiting for easter to come which never came you know things eventually got better we got the vaccines and such um but you know life is how do you say um molto bueno as the italian fans say so i'm going to uh, kind of leave you with that i think i have more thoughts coming soon and Definitely want to try and keep this to a little more consistent moving forward. Um, so I'll have more news, more info as I do more philosophy things. And uh, we can uh, check on soon, as it were. So until next time.